Well, I got yelled at by my family last week. I got over to my sister's house, and she said, yeah, we watched, but, you know, John, um, even though Green Bay had, wasn't playing until Monday, we had a kickoff at 10. You want to shorten it up a little? <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Green Bay is on a bye week. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be here all day. Okay, today's parable is, is fascinating, especially insofar as it uh, really conflicts with our presuppositions of who, get, who gets into heaven. Because, again, we tend to presume the good people get into heaven, the ones who do all the right things get into heaven, and then those, you know, those really horrible people, we don't want to name who they are, but you know, those, those really horrible, I don't mean you, but, you know, I mean, those really horrible people, that, well, they, they go to hell. They don't get into heaven. You know, and we, we try to, and then, but then we'll even say things like, well, you know, as long as, I mean, they were, they were well-intentioned in life. You know, they were a good kind of person. They didn't really do any harm. So they're probably in heaven, too. We make all kinds of assumptions about how this works. So when we have a parable like today, it, it really forces us to rethink basically the situation and, and, and to make the parable, you know, a bit more into the literalism. Basically, God has invited all of these people into heaven. And the, those that he invited, you know, it's, it's a wedding feast, but anyway, those who he invited, some were too busy. Ah, I just got other stuff going on. I can't be bothered about this God stuff. Or they outright rejected him. I will not come. I will not come. And this really represents two classes of people that we, we found in the scriptures and we still find today. The agnostic and the atheist. The agnostic who just can't be bothered. What do you think about God? I can't be bothered. That's a lot to think about. You know, you can't know anything. You can't, I mean, basically the lazy person when it comes to spirituality. Eh, I can't be bothered. It's too much. If it were true, I'd have to do a lot of stuff. So I, I'll just pick that I can't know. And then, of course, the atheist obviously just outright rejects God through a positive act of the will. Neither, it seems, get into heaven. Well, atheists aren't all bad people. Well, no. But how do you get into heaven when you are outright rejecting who is in heaven and who created it? God, it's not that God doesn't want you there. But how can and how can and why would he force somebody to be with him in an existence that is about loving him when they clearly do not? And then, the, you know, the other category of people who just can't be bothered. Just kind of the lazy people who, who they don't want to put in the work. It appears as though they don't get in either. And then, at the end of the, the parable, you know, the king asks, well, none of the people who I invited wanted to come for whatever reason, so just go and get anybody. Go and get just the bad and the good, whoever you can find. 
bring him in. This should give all of us a great amount of comfort. He'll take us. He'll take us, not based upon the list of all of the good things we've done, but our desire to be with him is enough because there's no way we could earn heaven. There's no way we could earn salvation. There's no way we could do enough to be justified that we could say to God, you owe it to me to let me in. So we have to throw that concept just completely out. What does it mean to be created in the image and likeness of God? It means, principally, there are things about God and things about us that are very similar. And among them are the intellect and the will. The power of knowing and the power of choosing and loving. The perfection of the will is love, right? And the perfection of the intellect is the truth. And so many people get hung up in the intellect when it comes to faith. Well, prove to me that God exists. No. I get asked that all the time. Can you prove to me God exists? Probably not, but no. If I could prove to you God exists, you wouldn't need faith. This is why faith doesn't exist in heaven. As St. Paul says, of the three theological virtues, only love remains. You don't need faith when you behold God face to face. You also don't need hope, confidence that his promises will, will come to pass because they already are in heaven. The only thing left is love. Those of you who are married, those of you who have been in love, I've been in love, so I know what that feels like. And when you fall in love with a woman, there is something non-rational about it. There is just something that's there that connects you, and you know it. And you can't explain it. You might say, well, it's this or... No, I mean, ultimately, the deeper and deeper that people fall into love, there's more and more they can't really explain. Why do you love your wife? Well, she's five foot five. She's German, Italian, and like me, German and Italian, crazy combination. Um, she's got blonde hair. She has this education. No. And by the way, men, don't use those reasons. <laughs> that's not why you love her and furthermore the beauty will fade it just will children will come and it, it changes the entire relationship what will you do when she's sick will you still love her will you still love her when she goes through her problems and you go through yours Will she love you? You see, loving is not about really the intellect. The, the knowing more about the person helps, but in the moment, you can't tell me, never having changed a diaper, you can't tell me 
that you're changing the diaper because of some intellectual thing. Well, you know, intellectually, no, it's, it's an act of love. Doing things you don't, I mean, you want to do, but you don't really want to do. I can't imagine. But you do it because you love. It's an act of the will. It's an act of the will. I know a lot about God. I do. I mean, I, I got all the degrees. I got all the, it, it, hopefully it's somewhat evident that I have a lot of intellectual, you know, knowledge about God. But that has never helped me in my times of struggle. It has never helped me when I was suffering. It has never helped me when I've been persecuted. It has never helped me when life was hard. Knowing stuff about God. What has helped me is an act of the will to choose to love despite my mind telling me it's not in your best interests or it doesn't make sense. Because in the midst of suffering, it doesn't make sense. Then there's all kinds of reasons in that, in that time to justify not believing in a God. And you know, the people in Jesus' time, they wanted him to prove it too. Do you remember the feeding of the 5,000? Feeds the 5,000. Feeds the 5,000, by the way, not counting women and children, because back then I guess they just didn't count them, right? But it was well over 5,000, the multitude. Then he goes to the other side of the lake, and what do the people say? Hey, you know, can you perform a sign so we can believe in you? I just fed 5,000 people, men, multitude. Yeah, but can you do something else? And the people would keep going back to Jesus. We'll believe in you if you just perform another miracle. If you just, you know, do the dance that we want you to perform, then we'll believe in you. And, and you can see, you can read throughout the scriptures, throughout the gospels. At a certain point, Jesus just starts to say, no, no. So even the people who, who saw Jesus perform miracles, who lived with him, it wasn't enough. Because ultimately, faith is a decision. It's an act of the will to love. Just like every other area of our life. The reason we love our families, the reason we love our friends, is not because they're perfect, is not because it's easy, or it ought not be. The reason we continue to love is because we choose it. It's an act of the will. And what we need, we need men and women who are willing to be mature in their faith, just like in many other areas of life, they are very mature. But when it comes to faith, we need to have a mature response also, which is, this is going to be hard. It's going to be hard. And brothers and sisters, I think it's just going to get harder. And even if you know, the entire world just goes to heck, which I think it is. Even despite that, your life might. Your marriage might really go on the rocks. Your, your kids may, may fall into all kinds of issues and problems. But you're still going to love 
because you choose it. And so we need people who are going to be mature and say, yeah, it, it, all of the other stuff, right, it doesn't necessarily make sense. The Catholic Church, oh, there's all kinds of scandal. Yeah, read history. It started with Peter. Judas didn't turn out so good either. It's been a mess. It's not the point. Is it true or is it false? Is it the Eucharist or is it not? Is Jesus Christ our Savior or is he not? And if he is, then nothing else matters more than that. And it's worth it. It's worth the assent of the will. It's worth the yes. And men especially, I will always pick on you. Count on it. Because I'm never going to pick on the women. Count on that. But men, we have allowed society for too long to emasculate us. We have allowed society to tell us for too long there's something wrong with being men and a distinctiveness about that, which is not misogynistic. There is nothing wrong with men being strong and being leaders. And men, I need you to lead your families. The world needs you to lead your families, to cherish them, but to lead them. We need you to be mature, to love when it's hard, to love through and through the difficult times, to get your kids here. Well, Father, sometimes I get here and I, I just don't know how I feel about it. So what? Get them here. Get your wives here. Well, isn't it her job to nag me to get to church? No. It should, I don't, I, this is my opinion. No. It's your job. It's your job to lead your families. If you live in a broken home, if you leave, live in a single-parent family as I did, well, then you, gotta, you just have to make up the difference somehow as a single parent. And my mother did all that she could to ensure that we still knew what was good and what was true. So let us be people of strong, mature, loving faith that stays committed through all of the difficulties that we undoubtedly will encounter.